You got to avoid the Radio Shack E-Girls. <laughs> It's August 17th, 2022, and this is Rare Encounter, encounter number 110. Doing today what should have been put off indefinitely, I'm Abel Kirby. And singing the shitty technology blues, I'm Cold Acid. You could hum a few bars of those, and I would feel uh, right at home. I know how it is, dog. <laughs> it's sometimes shit Bro, just don't work. I, remember, remember the good old days of grumpy old Ben's when they actually did talk technology once in a while? <laughs> yeah. I totally fit into that right now because I am, I am almost like Bemrose levels of pissed off at this computer. <laughs> yes. So, d give me a quick rundown. I don't need to hear everything, but like, as as you uh, as you explain your woes with the computer, I'm gonna open my my drink. And uh, you already heard me open mine. Yeah. So, what do you have first? Um, not mango. Mandarin Haritos. Haritos? Haritos. I <laughs> uh, gotta get the sting in there. That's delicious. That's a different flavor. I've never had that one. It's been a while. Hmm. It's been a while since I've had it. Now, I have a pretty trashy um, alcoholic beverage. I won't even call it a cider, though. It's apple flavored. It's uh, Red's Wicked. And uh, I got it because I happened to stop at a different gas station due to a traffic pattern. And it didn't have the normal selection. Of, uh, Don't get me started on traffic. Holy fuck. It's like that up uh, up north, huh? Eh? Uh, the, the last couple of days have been pretty fucking insane. So yesterday, yesterday, going home, uh, where I got on the 401, there had been an accident. The reason for this was earlier in the afternoon, further down towards the way I live, there'd been another accident where they had to shut down the express lanes and, you know, like completely close them off for the for the police investigation of what happened. Yeah. And so traffic started backing up a lot into where I was getting on the highway, which has been a construction zone for at least the last two years. Oh, and despite that, despite the backed up traffic, Despite everything being blocked off by construction, some stupid dumb fuck decided he was going to try and drive through it all and crashed. <laughs> yeah, so if he got through without crashing. This morning, this morning, okay. same area, but in the westbound lanes, there were two separate collisions, one in the collectors, one in the express, blocking off the leftmost lane of each. And the westbound lane of a dead end world. Cold and acid waits like, in traffic. Just, <laughs> now, now let me put there. There are three groups of drivers that, if they were eliminated, would probably solve ninety percent of the problems on the road. Okay. The first group are the assholes who drive like there's nobody else on the road. They don't signal. They roll through stops. You know they. They act like there's nobody else there. The second group are the are the idiots who, you know, they they do things like drive 20 kilometers an hour under the speed limit. And the third group, oh fuck, what were those? Re what is the problem with those retards again? Well, mostly the first group. Get rid of those, and that's like. More than half the problems right, on the road. Assholes. We'll just we'll just uh, liquidate the yeah. assholes. Fuck the assholes. <laughs> Fuck them, Rod. No lube. <laughs> and the uh, uh, Midas cer certainly has an opinion on who should be off the road, and it seems to have to do with uh, gender and ethnicity. So, Midas. Wow. So 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 <laughs> racist and sexist, Midas. <laughs> uh, he's not enlightened like the, the Canadians are. So. We're not really that enlightened. We just like pretend to be. Well, I've got a little thing I want to bring up right be right at the top of the show is uh, there's a Tom Scott video I saw, which was pretty fun. And I don't think you're as familiar with him as I am, but he's a YouTuber and he does educational sorts of videos. Um, he'll go off and talk about engineering projects and really do detail. Like he'll do pyrotechnics and they'll talk to the guys. What's really going on? How's it going to work? And lately he's been doing more and more 
um, stunts. Like he did a parkour video a, a while ago where it wasn't that he made a parkour vi video. He went to a parkour training course. He met with a bunch of people. They talked about track practicing all the moves and then he practices all of it and then they talk about how do you shoot the video so it looks really cool and then he do get, does all the shots and then for an old English guy he actually pulls off a I won't say it's impressive compared to everything else that's out there because there's some really cool stuff people uh, flying through urban environments uh, like going over rails and down uh, climbing up stuff like it's nothing but you know he, he got a couple moves down in I think it was like 24 hours. It wasn't very long at all. It was like two days of practicing. Um, so anyway, uh, he's on this physical kick, and I don't know why, but uh, he's doing male jumping. Have you ever heard of male jumping, Cold Acid? Um, no, but it sounds kinky. <laughs> kinky. No, this was, um, so he's actually in the States, and he's at Lake Geneva in Wisconsin, and I think we have some folks from uh, from Wisconsin around in our milieu who, who might know what, it, what I'm talking about, but it sounds like there's a tourist attraction there, and it's delivering mail to houseboats and to um, kind of vac floating vacation homes is kind of how they're, they're pitched, but it's basically how houseboats on the lake. And so they get a oh. postal address. They have a contract. This company has a contract they've had for a while to uh, deliver the mail, and they get a little cut of the postage to do it. And uh, Tom Scott lays out uh, – I, I did two little clips of it so we can hear him describe what's going on just as a backgrounder. So let's play this first This one. is objectively a bad idea, delivering mail by having teenagers jump off a moving boat, run down a dock, put the letters in the mailbox, then leap back onto the moving boat before it leaves them behind. It's ridiculous and not entirely safe. And if someone suggested it as a new thing now in the 21st century, it would never be allowed. But mail jumping is a summer tradition here at Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, USA, and it's also a tourist attraction. And today, I'm gonna get to see if I'd be any good at it. And it seemed like such a good idea until I put the life jacket on. <laughs> and uh, as yeah, yeah, they wouldn't do that today anyways. It'd be like, hey kid, Here's a here's a sea do. Here's a bag of mail. Go zip around the lake with that. <laughs> here's a bag of coke, kid. Go do a flip. That's all I can think is do a barrel roll. Do a barrel roll, but don't do a barrel roll in the water because that's not a good way to do it. No, but no, these not not unless you not unless you got gills. This is one of these local teenage jobs where you can get it just in one part of the country you know there's only one or two of them and every, everyone wants to uh, to do it and um i won't say it rises to the level of theme park employee because there's too many theme parks uh and there's too many kids trying out for them so it's not it's not that that's that's overbroad you know it's not cool enough uh but i would put it in line with like the wolfman from uh in new hampshire there's a there's a a uh, place called Clark's Trading Post, and they've always had the Wolfman was a character there, and that was, it's it's kind of a joke, you know, you can audition, you're going to be the new Wolfman for the summer. But the, um, this sounds Does like Does everybody a, else clap for him? No, nobody claps for the Wolfman, because he comes out with, uh, and shoots guns Aww. at the train. <laughs> He's a villain, man. He scares children. The Wolfman is a I always a clap thing. for the Wolfman. <laughs> So this is another Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. It has a teenage summer kind of job. And the job is you hang out on this boat with uh, the mail. The boat runs up at a high rate of speed to these docks. And you kind of jump off the front of the boat, put the letter in the mailbox, and then jump back on the boat before it gets out of range. And uh, I don't know. It's kind of fun to watch. He gets He's got some B-roll of it. Um, he's talking to a couple different people who are who have done it. There's a They have a clip of a... Of a a uh, young lady who's doing mail jumping. <laughs> and it's it's just so fun to watch. He jumps off and he has to run down the dock, put the letter in the thing, and, and then uh, and then run all the way back up the dock before the boat <laughs> runs by. So um, the other thing about it is it's a tourism thing. So they have, and they show in the video, you can get a ticket to go on the mail jumper boat and then watch the kids do, deliver the mail because it's fun. And uh, so there's what there's one more clip I have about this. Is it could it, yeah I, I can I could see how it could be fun, mm. especially especially if the kids miss the jump. Yeah, I would pay to see that. So here's uh, here's the little backgrounder from a guy at the mail jump uh, uh, cruise company. 
Now when this started back in 1916, there was about 60 houses on the entire lake and that was the only way they can get mail. We deliver to about that same number today. We're not postal employees, I'm an employee of the cruise line where we're contracted to carry the lake mail for that summer season, which is June 15th to September 15th. So in 1916, the predecessor of this company got the mailboat Walworth and started that daily seasonal mail delivery around the lake. As you can imagine, our share of five cents postage from 1916 wouldn't have financed running a boat like this and some forward-thinking person came up with the idea of making this a passenger carrying mailboat because that's really what covers the cost of making these deliveries. So there you go. That's the that's the summary. Uh, I didn't clip the whole thing or and it's a so visual it's, oh, video, in other words, you know. Yeah. In oh, other words, it's been a tourist trap from the beginning. It's been a tourist trap for over 100 years. And uh, Net Ned saying stuff like, "Oh, I saw this see on CBS years ago." Okay. Yeah, people have seen it for the last 100 years, uh, the discovering and rediscovering this crap. Uh, but Tom Scott does a fun video about it where he's actually there and I did have a comment. I'm not just bringing this to promote Tom Scott is that this is the kind of content which I used to love on channels like the Discovery Channel where it was this kind of shit. And it's not there anymore. If you flip through the TV, it's just ads. No, There's now no, now it's know. naked people running around the savannah. Oh yeah, naked and afraid. There's just so many bad shows and they all of the interesting and i won't even call it intellectual because it's kind of like uh it's kind of like a human interest story he's talking about and, and uh if you like tom scott you know he's kind of a he's a character in the videos that he plays to some extent which is uh which is fun but why doesn't he if you're a network why did you have this guy under contract or at least syndicate him because the people running the the networks are all idiots Otherwise, uh, otherwise, people wouldn't be going to alternative forms of media nearly as much as they do. Well, I guess we are the well, alternative. I guess, I guess calling YouTube a media alternative these days might be might be stretching. I'm showing my age by saying something like that. Do you have um, if if YouTube if this is alternative media? I mean, how's podcasting fall into that? Are we alternative media also? Absolutely. We are alt media. All right. Rare Encounter is po alt media. Podcasts, podcasts are like alt media radio. YouTube is alt media TV, right? Blogs and stuff like Infowars is like alt media news. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Perfect. So all so blogs in general. So all blogs are alt media news, and in particular, Infowars. I love it. So uh, on this show, uh, you know, you know what? I I know somebody who has something to say about all of that. None of this is good. <laughs> oh, it's JCD. Well, we do our alternative media show, uh, and if you're listening now, you are hearing it. It's coming into your ear holes. Uh, this is the Rare Encounter program. If you're listening live on the No Agenda stream, you probably heard us announce it at the top of the hour, and we have a little pre-show we like to do too, but we go live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Roughly. Roughly, as we're reminded today, uh, give or take uh, 15 minutes or so. And uh, we produce the show. It's a, it's an hour-long program, so sit tight, people. And the um, our website's rareencounter.net. I really do need to get a little printed uh, placard with this stuff on it so I can just rattle it off. But uh, rareencounter.net has our website. You can find our old episodes. You can find the RSS feed. And uh, we like to take boostergrams from people, too, which is uh, the primary way that we we uh, exchange value for the show. So we don't charge you anything to listen to it. We don't have sponsors, not even Tom Scott. And uh, if you like the show, all we ask is that you go back and uh, send us some value back to us in exchange. And it's up to you how much uh, the show is worth. So uh, whatever value all you thought you got. All we're going to say is that, is that if, the show, if the show's worth to you is negative, we are not going to pay you. Yes, yes. This is a one-way street. <laughs> That's At one level, it's a one-way street. It's like the... Um, we're kind of like a diode, you know. There's this minimum bias current, <laughs> which is which is z positive zero, and uh, and everything after that will exchange value. The um, 
we do do PayPal, but the primary way uh, we like to do this is with Boostagrams, which you can use a new podcast app to send to us. Uh, there's newpodcastapps.com or nudepodcastapps.com. And uh, cold acid. I prefer I, the latter. <laughs> I think I think a lot of people like the nude podcast apps, but I think we have some boostograms to read from before the show. Do we? Because my node must have been silly again. Because I see a whole bunch from from us getting a share of a episode of the Value for Value podcast, <laughs> but I haven't seen anything new for our own show. Well, I I want to acknowledge those because they came into our thing. And especially people yeah. who have listened to the Value for Value show with Kyron Down and uh, maybe have listened to our show as a result of that. And I think yeah, and especially this one crazy guy who four times donated 8888 sats to the <laughs> Value for Value well, podcast. We'll get to him. We'll get Kirby. to him. <laughs> we'll get to them. Um, first, I think we had a last second boost from last episode that didn't quite make it in, and it was a uh, one 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 stats from Lavish, which said last second hot clown boost. Uh, just below, uh, it was it was just a second to uh, second past the gate. Sorry, Lavish, if that is your name. The uh, next one after that was from the Value for Value show. We have this is the future. It says it's rare and send us. Sends us 10 sets. Um, there's a couple of 8888 sets from me, but those are not for our show. Those are actually going to Kyron Down. But it's funny. I sent them, and they showed up in my helipad because he put a split for his show. It, uh, so it, interesting. It's a circular yeah, boost. Yeah, we got, we got a nice little split there. We got Pitar says value for value. Uh, says crapper is not an adjective and has a poop emoji. Uh, we got a 15 sats from a particular user with a long number from uh fountain and uh we also have 1500 sats and 500 sats from the same user uh anonymous number so that was everything that came in uh before the show and yeah. uh if you are enjoying the show live you can hit our live tag and boost against that and uh when stuff comes in we'll read it at the end of the show as our uh, our during our summary <laughs> So, so I had actually, I had actually listened to that episode yesterday mm -hmm. because, because I saw like the boosts and just like the, some conversation more or less that just like, you know, dropped into my, uh, dropped into my notifications on no agenda social. And, uh, one of the, th apparently one of the things that we do right, and it sounds like we actually do a lot of things right. I don't recall them actually like calling us out on anything that's screwed up. And I mean, that's weird because doing things the right way, I'm not sure that is our modus operandi no. ever. No, I think Kyron was just being nice. He, uh, he only said positive things to us. So, uh, it was a love fest. It, it, it felt like. So. Yeah, it really was. But yeah, us doing like the, uh, the boosts at the beginning. And then at, at the end of the show, he was actually calling out as a, great way to push the value for value thing in the podcast as well as of course the uh the fuckery that i do before and after every episode to make sure that the live tags are there which fortunately won't be so difficult hopefully by next week's show yes so tell us about uh do you want to do you want to break the news or do you want to um save it till it's done I'd rather save it till it's done because, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time I'm like, yeah, I'll have this done in a couple of days, and it and it actually grinds out for quite a while longer. Yep. Well, there's uh, there's some stuff looking forward uh, to look forward to in uh, in podcasting 2.0. So uh, stay tuned. We'll, there'll be an update when Cold is uh, is uh, ready. We have um, that podcast that we were talking about. Just to be clear about it, is the Value for Value podcast. Uh, which is hosted by Kyron Down, and the name of it is Value for Value, which took me a minute <laughs> because the uh, so you have to search for the the phrase Value for Value, and he comes up there. Uh, Kyron Down, of course, of the Mere Mortals podcast, and uh, he's a he's a good guy. He's been around some podcasting 2.0 stuff. Um, he's been on a couple uh, couple of our what do you, what do I want to say colleagues? Some of our friend shows. Uh, I had one comment about Kyron Downs' uh, analysis of Rare Encounter. When he, was, he mentioned that we talk about anime, he said, oh, I guess they talk about Naruto, don't they? 
Kyron, please. You're making me angry now. You implied we watched Naruto. Ugh. Yeah, that that's that's low, man. That's low. This is this is only highbrow stuff. We watch. Uh, what do we watch, Cold Acid? We watch. We high, watch Peter Grill. We watch Peter Grill. We watch High School DxD. We watch all kinds of shit that's not Naruto. We watch porn, Kyron. That's what we watch. Anime porn. Anime porn. With the big ass titties. That's what we watch, Kyron. We don't watch no stinking Naruto. All I life right now is a big titty anime bitch. So get some big titty anime bitches, uh, Kyron. I'm trying to. I'm not trying to get. I'm trying not to get too blue here. I almost said something that would get me canceled. So let's move on to the podcast rundown. They, they can't cancel us. Um, I, we're podcasters. I I have doubts about that. Hog Story has uh, episode three twelve. Internet chain smoker. They had John C. Dvorak as a guest. Yeah, that was really fucking awesome. That was a surprise. Did you know they were going to do that? I didn't. I was quite pleasantly surprised to hear to hear when I put on the stream. Mm. Um, and they had. Uh, I, I was listening. I was taking a walk when I listened to it, and uh, they were talking about peppers and these yellow glasses, which I thought was fantastic. Um, it made me want to go yeah, look that, up. These. I think the pepper talk went on a little longer than it needed to. Oh, are we being constructive now? Yeah, the pepper talk went on too long, and you know what? No, it's just that it's just <laughs> that like I could almost start, you know, like feeling the capacin in my mouth. Ah, uh, yes, get that burning feeling, the yearning burning. Yeah, uh, I've got that burning feeling. They also had the uh, unfortunate disconnections of car blades, which was. Uh, oh yeah, yeah the the episode the episode that. Uh, Carolyn was, it was really, it was really Fletcher and, and John. So it was John and John with, uh, occasional guest, Carolyn Blaney, who would, well, don't forget, what was her name? Uh, the NPR girl. Oh yeah. They played a lot of her too. That, she kept saying hi the whole show. So that was fun too. I was surprised John didn't get, um, didn't get more upset about that. I was expecting him to, uh, to dislike it, but I don't know. He, he played a lot, which is fun. Uh, Behind the Schemes had uh, episode 112. Uh, that was Monday night, and they had some uh, some honking action on there. The name of the episode was "They weren't very tender in the beginning." The is that a reference to Genesis? And they had some discussions about giants in Afghanistan, which is different than Russians in Afghanistan or Americans in Afghanistan. And Boobery brought or Afghani's in Afghanistan. Or Afghanistan and Afghanistan. Do you know, Cold Acid, how much of Afghanistan is in Afghanistan? All of it. Pre pretty damn much uh, near, right? Yeah. Uh, we have... Imagine all the blankets. <laughs> all the Afghans, man. Um, they had uh, another series of Tales from the Loadouts from <laughs> from uh, Boobery, where he discusses the different gigs he goes to and gives detailed accounts of what it is like to be a stagehand which is always fun to uh to listen to and uh he's talking about the matters of getting the uh getting the lift so he can get up to the ceiling of the um of the uh venue and oh who's who's allowed to ride it who's qualified who has a harness that fits him and, you know it's when he was telling that story i all i could think was this is fucking classic i've been in the exact same situation where no one wants to take responsibility for fucking anything but they do want to like make a sound like oh well you know you should be doing that but they won't actually stop you it's uh it's very irritating that kind of person uh that's you know what i call that Kevining. Kevining. Yeah. Really? Because it's 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 like a it's like a dude version of Karening. Okay. Yep, that that exact situation where, well, we're not sure you're qualified to drive this uh this cherry picker or drive this crane, right? And it's like, well fucking get out of the way. I've been doing this for decades. <laughs> you know. Is, yeah. is, if you if you got a complaint, you wanna you wanna drive the fucking cherry picker? Be my guest, motherfucker. Yeah, it, it's very you know, it's like very much those sort of people. You you have to do shit like that. You gotta like if they're gonna if they're gonna talk if they're gonna talk a big game, 
you make them walk it too. Yeah. Otherwise, they can shut the fuck up and go and go get out of your grill. Yeah, that's what needs to happen. It it's always something stupid like like uh, you know, you may have been driving forklifts for a very long time and they and they someone's like, "Well, are you and then approved like, on this site to yeah, drive a forklift?" Like, it's like, "Boy, mate, you got a permit for that permit?" Mm. I did have a forklift cert. Um, though it is expired. Cool. But I I was forklift certified. Lift truck actually as they're called. <laughs> Lift truck. Lift truck. Um, finally, Bull After Bull had episode 183, The Sky Was Working. Well, that's or, good. Just, uh, if the sky wasn't working, I wonder what would happen. Demons we, would fall through. We would get sucked into space, and by space I mean hell, because that's where the demons are. Yep. And there's your podcast rundown. Uh, I didn't put Grumpy Old Ben's on. I was waiting for you to call me out on that. Did oh, you did you listen well, to Grumpy Old Ben's no, today? No, I, mi- I missed it. I had a lot of meetings today, so I yeah, missed it. I work for a living, man. I can't listen to Grumpy Old Ben's in the middle of Wednesday. I could, but it would but it would get me a lot in trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I uh, I understand. Well, we I mean, have. I, honestly, I would rather be listening to Grumpy Old Ben's and coding than having to be on uh, Teams calls, but. I'm not the one who who rates my paychecks, right? So <laughs> can can you generate invites for your team's calls? What you mean, like, like I, I mean, can you make a link that you could give to someone and say that would invite them to the meeting? I I really want to know this because what I'm saying, cold acid, is you could send that, my dear friend, cold acid. You could send that to Ryan and Darren, and you could get them in your meeting. Now that would be something. That would be something that would get me fired, <laughs> but it would be something to I get think... to get to hear Darren and Ryan complaining about technology and politics on a on an internal meeting at our at our organization, which is a very lefty sort of place because it is a actual union. Yeah, that would get my ass shit canned so fast. Yeah. Oh well, we can uh, we can. <laughs> dream about that i think crashing i think podcast crashing would be a a fun thing you know maybe so people have these this work meeting with no survivors i i think there's something in this like there's a nugget of an idea because like there's busking right people will take their busking and uh they'll go out on the street and you know play guitar sing a song or do whatever and they collect money just kind of in the value for value sort of way we only really have those people in the subway out out on the out on the actual streets out in the out in the really public spaces there's no space for buskers because uh the homeless people have already cornered the market with their like crazy wandering around ranting at things that aren't there so so what we can do is is go out I think we can get like some amplifiers. We could get some microphones. I could bring my soundboard and we could put like a podcast studio together that, you know, it all fits on, it all fits on like a, a red wagon, right? And we can carry that. We can bring that around the city and then we'll just go roll up to a street corner and we'll just do the podcast right there. Like we'll do rare and cat. When, we'll, when are yeah. When are you going to be here in the Toronto area? Because... That would be pretty interesting to do. A special live rare encounter on the street. Live from the streets, my God. You know, radio stations have been doing that shit for a while. I think we yeah, could do live. We could definitely pull that off. Live from the street. It's just like us on the street corner yelling at, doing a regular show uh, with, uh, you know, the passerbys uh, try to get their attention. I don't know. I don't know if we make a lot of money there, but maybe it would. No, but, you know, but yeah, we could have them like and then like be like, we're talking about a topic. We just go up to a random person and be like, what do you think about this? <laughs> what do you and think about like, What do you think about Tom about Scott? What? What yeah. you, <laughs> <laughs> sir, what do you think about Lake Mail? Do you think there should be a, a uh, do you think a forever stamp should be valid for Lake Mail or should it cost more? Hey, hey, you getting <laughs> off the streetcar? What do you think? What do you think about anime? Do you like the tits big or do you like them small? Hey, man, a true tit lover loves tits of all sizes. That's what I gotta say. 
That's true. I've got the picture for that and everything. <laughs> the wisdom, the true man. breast lover. The true breast lover. I should throw lover. that in the show notes or use it as the as my like show advertisement to after the show. The true breast lover's mantra. Yes, it's like some people have fear is the mind killer. We have the true breast lover. Yeah. Okay, and that's the way I like it. <laughs> uh, Sir Bemro says all tits are equal. But the bigger tits are more equal. Mm. As long as they, so Two, you know, as long as they're the same size, they're always bad, equal, right? Four tits good. Four what? Two tits bad. Four tits good. Is this like a cow thing? What are you talking about? Well, like two legs bad, right? Four legs good. Two legs bad from uh, from Animal Firm. What? I what? Did you never read that? Oh, you're. The, I thought you were talking about Animal Crossing for a second. Okay, first, and no, then I, I, was, I George was Orwell. About, yes, I have read yeah. Animal Farm. It took me a second. I had no clue what the fuck you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> and then the pigs walk on two legs too. Okay, yeah, I got it. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> you pigs in human clothing. <laughs> so what were we talking about? What do we do on the show again? I'm still not sure. It's I a, lost track. It's 110 episodes. We still don't know what we're supposed to do on this damn podcast. Cold <laughs> Acid, tell me about your Legos, please. Oh, yeah. So I picked up the new Atari 2600 Lego set. And it took me a few days, but I put it all together. And it's pretty awesome. It's it's roughly the size of a, of a real Atari 2600. And it comes with three cartridges like you build them out of the cartridges and the little unit that holds them out of lego as well and little vignettes that match each of the each of the games that the cartridges are supposed to represent which are adventure asteroids and centipede and i really like the asteroids one because not only is it like an action shot like where one of the asteroids is exploding into smaller pieces but it feels like the colors are more or less accurate to the colors that were actually in the palette for the game on the Atari 2600. Jeez. Uh, do you have uh, pictures of this? Because the only... I, I know you do. This is a rhetorical question. Are there going to be pictures in the show notes is my, what my real question is. I could put some pictures in the show notes. But yeah, mainly they're just the pictures that I put up on No Agenda Social. Yeah. It looked really cool. I, at one point, I looked at it, and at first I wasn't sure that it was a Lego thing. Yeah, because like, it, it, it looks really good. <laughs> they, they did a great job putting that together. Yeah. No, it was fun. Uh, just the... And then on top of that, on top of that, I got that bonus VIP pack for free because of how much my order was. And now I have... Now I have Lego pot leaves. <laughs> now, I'm not sure that's a new kind of Lego because I've had those in kits in the 90s or something close to them, at least. For the for the ones in the 90s, it was it was a lot more fern like the uh, the palm leaf pieces. Mm -hmm. It was like one big part. And it just had like little pointy bits along the sides all the way to the end. This time, like the palm, the palm frond pieces now are actually like seven individual uh, fronds coming out from a base, right? And because there's seven of them in the the directions that they're all going, it kind of looks like a pot leaf. Yeah, it kind of does. I also remember having both of those kind. I know the kind of palm leaf lego piece you're talking about and i did see those i remember seeing the uh the kind that you have too also maybe not in the 90 maybe it was like the early aughts or something mid aughts probably mm. oh well it's fun stuff i haven't played with legos in so long man oh i still get them from time to time i picked up like at the end of last year the sonic the hedgehog lego set. oh i saw yeah that was fun you had a couple different um sets now wait a minute oh, yeah. sonic the hedgehog for some reason i thought Midas had that one but maybe i'm mixing up the the photos of it no no yeah you talked about it on the show didn't you yeah yeah i did back then mm. 
Yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog is a is a fun franchise. They kind of they do so many different things in it. One of the things that uh, I wanted to get back to with Sonic the Hedgehog is I wanted to get the movie down. I mean, they had Sonic the Hedgehog two came out, right? And I want to get Boobery yeah. back on sometime soon. Talk about Sonic the Hedgehog. I want to I, I want to get our guest spots back in. I realize we're discussing how we're going to produce the show in the middle of the show, but I also <laughs> not the first time. It's not the first time we've talked logistics uh, on on the the air. I want to I want to get our interviews back together. We used to we used to have guests on a lot more often. And when I heard Kyron Down say, "Oh, well, they have uh, every once in a while they have a guest," and but that's once in a rare minute, right? Is is how he for framed it. For a while, we had we had them every month. For a while, and in fact, our first our first few guests it was essentially like back to back to back. Yeah, I want to get those were, uh, those were Fletcher and Carolyn Blaney. I want to get. Back in the swing of this thing, and, uh, and let's round up some people. Maybe some people on. Uh, maybe it would be fun to get some people from the Rare Encounter chat who haven't been on a podcast before and get them into ours. And uh, you know, there's some people who think they're funny here. They're saying all kinds of stuff in the chat room. So let's find out if they really are funny. Get them on the show and uh, see how you're, they do. So you're like, say it to my face, fucker, not online. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I still think that uh, the idea you had a while ago that we get no, you shut the fuck up, Dad, on the show <laughs> oh, yeah. would be good. We should because get... he he's got his anime podcast as well, right? But if that we... he does also with uh, I think Cool Boy Mew. Yeah, they have someone else on now too, um, and the name is escaping me. I am I apologize. I do listen to the show, but I can't remember his name. Uh, the uh, the other person's name. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, having uh, Dad on would be great. The only downside I can think of is then we would have to talk about anime. Ugh. Oh, jeez. <laughs> anime. Heaven forbid. It's called hentai, and it's art. <laughs> well, I saw some news from uh, Canada, which came by way of uh, no, by something. Was it No Agenda Social? I think Carplane's posted this. I believe this. it was. Yes. Was Hudson's Bay to resurrect discount retail chain Zellers, and this is... I'm passing the ball to you. I have no idea what this story is about. All right. So, first of all, back in the day, like back in the 80s and 90s, uh, Zellers was the big place you'd go if you wanted to go to a department store, but you didn't want to get ripped off. If you want to get ripped off, there was HBC and there was Eaton's and kind of also Sears for that. Now, this new this new take on Zellers, I'm not too hot about based on based on what it's saying, because this article, this article that was on CBC News about it, it says expand brick and mortar locations. But really what that means is they're going to be opening like little Zellers areas inside existing HBC stores. And other than that, it's going to be an e-commerce site. It's going to be an e-shop, not really a real shop. And so, you know, it's it's kind of it's kind of actually disappointing as someone who spent Many, many hours going to Zellers to buy cheap shoes and clothes and just, you know, hang around whenever I was bored of walking through the mall, but didn't want to leave yet. So this is kind of like a non-story then. So they're taking the name and they're not really bringing the store back. Yeah. They're bringing like they're, a... They're, they're reusing the name for something that Zellers really isn't. <laughs> That reminds me of that Radio Shack story where they were going to take – it was either Tandy or Radio Shack, and they were going to use the um, trademark in a cryptocurrency company. Do you remember that yeah, story? Yeah, you brought that up a while ago, didn't you? Whatever happened to that one? That's a, that was a weird story, and we never got resolution. I'm going to look into that, and uh, maybe we'll, we'll cover that later on. I'm uh, already looking it up. Yeah. <laughs> Well, where you're doing that, I want to talk so about. So when I when I started typing when I started typing in Radio Shack cryptocurrency, you know what it suggested that I that I add to my search, scam. So it'd be Radio Shack cryptocurrency scam. 
Interesting. Is it a scam? So apparently, apparently there is a uh, Radio Shack price coin and... Radio yeah, Shack, other that than would that, crypto like, swap. Why Radio Shack in crypto? Radio Shack swap. Romance scams. An e I, I clicked on the link, but it's not... I'm on like radioshack.com slash blog slash how to spot and avoid crypto scams. So Radio Shack is going to tell me how to avoid Radio Shack? What? So Radio Shack to USD uh, right now <laughs> what is is like a single Radio Shack coin is worth uh, about 73% of a US penny. So is what? What the fuck is a Radio Shack coin? Is that like what a Radio Shack store is worth? It's their Radio Shack coin. But what it is is it like a so it's a cryptocurrency called Radio Shack coin? Supposedly. Yeah. What? I just point the coin market cap link into the uh, into the chat. This is this is wild. All right, so I see okay, I see the exchange rate and Radio Shack doesn't put out this cryptocurrency. Someone bought the name Radio Shack from Radio Shack. I just... And turned it into a shitcoin. And turned it into a shitcoin. Wow. I want to talk uh, real quick about this article on RadioShack.com, which I arrived while I was searching for the story, which is a guide to spot and avoid crypto scams provided by Radio Shack, which is ironic because it sounds like they're associated with a crypto scam, but they have... Like rug pull, this DeFi exit scam, which accounted for 37% of all crypto scams profits in 2021. So this is kind of recent. Holy shit. Involves a crypto developer usually packaging themselves as an insider or influencer promoting or pitching a big brand new crypto product or NFT to clueless investors before pulling out or disappearing even before the project begins and taking with the millions of dollars in investment money. So wait a minute. Radio Shack is running an article telling people how to spot the Radio Shack scam. Yeah. Wow. This is great. They also have a romance scam. It says an e-girl who only has one display picture on their account and who you met on Reddit, Discord, or some random dating site or app asked you for crypto or offered you unsolicited NFT investment advice. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> <laughs> and he, I'm reading verbatim. Here's what it says, bro. You need I, to, you need to put these links down so that we can put them in the notes because this is too good to not. I just put share. it. I put it in the chat. It said this is the what it says, bro. I hate to break it to you, but you're being scammed. The flirty emotes, endless chatting, and caring about what you do are all social engineering to play ploy to steal from you, including the suggestion and offers to assist you in invest in cryptocurrencies i am now talking like the guys from star wars episode one at the trade federation so, yeah avo avoid radio shack girls stick to the anime girls stick to the anime girls You'll no radio happier. shack girls it says bro i can't not believe this a lot of down bad crypto bros still get swindled by dating scammers in 2022 what? so it may sound elementary but to protect yourself from this kind of scammer, a few reminders. Never share personal details with people who you don't trust or you just met online. Yes, even if they're nice to you. Never send or receive money. Only use trusted dating websites. And please, for the love of God, think thrice before using your webcam as this often leads to blackmail. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, you, well... Yeah, you don't want, don't masturbate in front of the computer. A ceiling cat's not the only one watching you. We just put some tape over the camera, Doug. So, yeah, well, if your camera has a microphone attached, they're still going to be hearing you going, <laughs> I'm coming! And there's a stop. Bro. <laughs> bro. What's up, bro, bro? I'm on the Radio Shack Discord, dog. <laughs> I'm on the Radio Shack Crypto Scam Discord right now, just so you know, and it's empty. There's literally nobody here. Uh, there's no, there's nothing in the text. Oh, I have to complete some steps. What do I have to do? Should you invest your crypto on NFTs? Important what? crypto terms you need. Both of these published two weeks ago. 
This is fucking bonkers, man. How did this fly under the radar? Everyone should be talking about this. <laughs> this, oh. is, this, is, this is just so ridiculous. <laughs> I I bet cold. I just I, I, I want to go on the Radio Shack Discord. I want to go on the Radio Shack Discord and I want to meet e-girls. I bet there's e-girls on Dude, the Discord. Dude, don't you know? A f- you got to avoid the Radio Shack e-girls. <laughs> and the chat says, I saw, I saw. Yeah, that probably sounded bad. <laughs> here, here, from this important crypto terms you no. need article. No. If you're looking to invest in crypto and don't have the faintest idea what crypto bros are talking about on Reddit and why they keep spamming HODL and FOMO, <laughs> this basic A to Z guide on important terms is for you. Put on your crypto hat and hold on for dear life because we're going to the moon and beyond so you never have to fear missing out. Jesus Christ, who's writing this? This, this, is, is, ra- being, this is being written by... Some millennial targeted at boomers. This is absolutely I'm insane. not even fucking joking. This whole thing, like, they're pushing this whole thing about, like, putting together crypto exchanges for the older generation. This is that's like... like, all over, that's, like, all over their copy as well. So it's, like... Which just makes all of this even funnier because they're, like, bro... And, like, you know, like, some guy who's, like, in his 50s or 60s, like, why the fuck are you using words like that? I'm not in my 20s anymore. I'm not in my 20s, dog. Dog. Yeah. Dog. (laughs) Uh, I think I got some clips. Hey, Boomer Bro, want some crypto? Hey, Boomer Bro. It's Radio Shack. My God. This is fantastic. I got some Bro Bro for you. How about that? We got some. Oh, yeah. Hit me with some bro, bro. Here we go. Here's a bro, bro. What you talking about, bro, bro? (laughs) If if an e-girl tries to uh, to pick you up and and suggest you invest in a NFT, this is all you have to say back. You have been waiting for this moment for a long time. So so you have to say what I say or else I'll have to sneak into MIs. Got that? Got that? Yeah. Also, (laughs) it's a scam unless she says bro three times bro 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 or it's a scam that's like the law or it's entrapment yeah that's how it works if they just say bro bro it the e-girl is not a girl at all the e-girl only lives in the mirror what you talking about bro bro oh no she's a she's she's an evil one. Oh yeah she yep guy in real life <laughs> All right, uh, we gotta. I, we're getting a lot of complaints in chat over this material. I don't think this is uh, as well received complaints as I hope. Or complaints? Complaints, man. You know, Henry Ford said if he asked people what they wanted, they would say faster horses. And I kind of feel like we're at this moment with this podcast. If we trusted the chat room, I, I would want a faster horse. I would just want. I would just want like a. Uh, <laughs> A better buggy whip, you know? Faster horse, says Sir Memrose. Oh, yes. Complaints. There we go. (laughs) Well, we got a bunch of new guys in the chat room, too. This is all fantastic. Well, you know, we had another fluff story I was going to bring up, and now might be the right uh, kind of humor to to bring it in. Did you see the snake? The tube snake thing? The tunnel snake? That... When I hear tunnel snake, that is not what I'm thinking. Tunnel snakes rule. That that's what you're thinking of. No, this is the snake who lives in the tube. You've seen the snake in the tube with the with the feet. Yeah, he's got his legs back. Yeah, he got his legs back. So I got some, this is um oh, I was going to quote it. Hero protagonist on noagendasocial.com posted this. I it's been around, but he's the one that I I clipped it from. So here's the the full tongues flicking, good sign. Yeah. And then we just start the walk. Yeah. Look at that. I cannot believe this is working. <gasps> oh my god. You did it, man. This snake is like totally cool. <gasps> hey. Hey. Hey, you like you like having hey. these legs? Hey. Hey, you hey. like having legs? Hey. 
play that bit right at the front, right at the start again, because that was just golden. That's ISO material there. Was it this one? Tongues flicking, good sign. Yeah, that's yes. really good. I got some other ISOs. I got this one. I cannot believe this is working. Yeah. Oh my, how lewd. I also got this. I also got this last one because I liked it. Hey, you like you like having these legs? I don't know, be shame if something <laughs> happened to him. Oh, I love these legs. These wow. Le no, so this is a snake inside a plastic tube with robot legs attached to the plastic tube. And they put the snake in, and then they, like, remote control drive this uh, walking robot around. And uh, the background, yes, Serpent, is 1985 B-movie mu music. But uh, it's it was a fun story. Uh, I had the, the link to hero protagonist. I, I'm sure there's a more um, original video, you know. There's there's a yeah. something closer to the source out there, but that's the one I linked. <sighs> well, that is we get, pretty awesome. We got some stories. We got a, a story about a sandwich assault. Um, I actually I want to start with this one little thing. Uh, it's some clown news. The um, the announcement is that we're going to do the wrap up for Clown Summer on August thirty first. So August thirty first. Rare Encounter is going to be the clown special. And we're going to have all of the clown material. It's the summary of clown summer. So get your clown summer stories in to uh, Rare Encounter. You can send me an email at able at ablekirby.com. That'll get to me. Um, send me your damn clown stories, man. We're going to do a whole episode about clowns. Yeah. Cold, cold Acid didn't know it was going to be that intense, but he, he just found it, out when it you It is did. going to be all clowns <laughs> all the time. So uh, the only clown news I have today is a little little clip from the supermarket tabloid, which says, FBI raid sensation, cops find clown porn in Trump's safe, which is the, the, uh, the headline. And all I have to say about that is, yeah, he's a man of culture. Of course he has clown porn. Of course. Who doesn't have clown porn in their safe? So send us your clown porn, and uh, we'll do it two weeks from now at, uh, it, I suppose it'll be episode one- 12 huh yeah it'll be 112 yeah it would be 112 and uh there is an announcement i mentioned it off the stream before but i will be absent next week uh cold acid are you doing a solo show or do you have someone booked i was i was trying to convince uh i was trying to convince cotton gin to join me next week mm. uh last week after the show uh, in the in the chat and while we were doing while we were doing our post show work, I don't know if he's if he's agreed or not. Mm. Cotton I... Gin, you there? You gonna you gonna join me? Uh, this time, let's make sure that you set the right. Uh, you set the right. What was it? The the like the not the hertz. The hertz. Something. The oh the bit rate. The yeah, sample rate. The bit rate. The sample rate. We got to make sure that that's correct. Yes. Um. I I've been in touch with Cotton Gin. I think he uh, he has some stuff going on now. So he. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, worst worst comes to worst, I'll do a solo show, but I'll I'll try and I'll try and figure something out. I'll I'll leave it to him to decide. But I'm just letting you know. Uh, there's always a chance. I'll let him say no if he uh, if he can't. I don't want to speak on his behalf or yeah. anything. My suspicion is that uh, he's going to be busy. Um. The uh, other stories I had were the sandwich assault. Yeah, you got you got to tell me about this. <laughs> this is a Florida man story. We don't usually do Florida man stories, but this one came up, and I thought it was funny enough. This is a Florida we're, man. We're only doing a Florida man story because because that was called out on Value for Value. The Florida man threw a cheeseburger at his girlfriend with such force that when the sandwich struck the back of her head, the woman fell over a curb onto the ground, according to police. And Either that's a really big fucking cheeseburger, or she's a really tiny little lady. That is a fast mover, man. That is a cheeseburger that is aerodynamic. He probably threw it like a disc, because that's how you get the most kinetic energy into a cheeseburger. I've been reliably informed. And the yeah, but like, what was it, what the, like, what's it, what's in the cheese? Fucking uranium? It could be. I don't know. Depleted uranium cheeseburger. You know, what's in yellow number 200? I mean, that's probably what's in there. It could be heavy metals. Could Th be. This is... I mean, it is Burger King we're talking about. If it was McDonald's, you know, it'd be another story, but... 
Yeah, then it would just be like, you know, rat meat. So we had a, a picture of this guy, and he's, of course, smiling in the mugshot, which is, I don't know. He had a $15,000 bond and has been ordered by the judge to have no contact with the victim. It sounds like it was uh, a fight that involved a cheeseburger being thrown, and so that's how it made the news. Otherwise, it would have just been like a guy hitting a girl, and uh, which unfortunately happens all the time, but doesn't always make the news. Some people just, uh, they hit other people and but, uh but i mean like need to be locked I mean, up like, you know how? i just don't understand the dynamics of this it like no matter how strong the guy can be the the manufacturer of a cheeseburger does not really permit it to you know staying together when it's being thrown unless you have some way of like shoving it like but like bun first towards somebody at like high speed at which point it's probably going to disintegrate anyways from the launcher like <laughs> the launcher the yeah like the launcher I mean, like, this it, isn't this isn't like this isn't like you know you can't like you know fucking so have it, like like a like how are you how are you even gonna launch a thing it, so like a this slingshot? Called, called, a fucking, a in, fucking rail gun? <laughs> a fucking cheeseburger no, rail gun? This, the, in this case, the launcher was the luncher, and it could have been wrapped up as far as we know. The luncher? <laughs> the launcher was the luncher, and it could have had the wrapper on it. That would hold okay, it together. Yes. Okay, if it's wrapped, then yeah, it's it's less likely to it's, fall apart it's before like, it reaches the target. And what is that wrapper other than cheeseburger wadding? Yeah, uh, okay, <laughs> but st but still, I mean, even then, like the amount of the amount of force a cheeseburger would need to be thrown with to actually knock somebody down. I mean, like cheeseburgers, I mean even a Cool, quarter pounders, quarter pounder, right? Yeah. But how much, like, how much force, right? Keeping in mind, like, force equals mass times acceleration, right? How much, how much, like, how fast does that burger have to be going to <laughs> blow somebody off their feet? I think these are... It depends. Is it a NATO-sized bun or is it, or is it a, a non-standard bun? Those NATO buns are—they uh, really get them going. You know what I mean? Yeah, those those, those what the five fifty-seven millimeter buns? <laughs> the five fifty-seven. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. What I was surprised with when I saw the story was how many other um, fast food attacks there were. And so they have a little bit of clickbait at the bottom of this article, which was at the smokinggun.com. Domestic and, taco attack. Yeah, that was one. They have Florida Ram woman rampage. <laughs> chicken crime blotter. They had Florida um, woman. Given, given, I mean, chicken crime blotter. I mean, that can go for almost any fried chicken because, I mean, first of all, just like how much how much grease comes dripping off of those things. You need blotter paper. <laughs> And just having it dripping like that, that's a crime in itself. I want to get um, Poultry Geist, Night of the Chicken Dead, back on the menu for October. I know you haven't watched it, but I, I've, I've been uh, campaigning to get more people to watch this lately. And I want to make sure that we can do a screening of this for like uh, sometime in October. Maybe we can set it up. Maybe we can get Ship Poster Club to do it. I don't know. But this yeah, is... get Ship Poster Club to do it. They, I mean, that would be... I mean, that's kind of one of their shticks now. Well, they do their, you know, they have their own schedule. They they pick their own movies, right? So they take requests, but they're, I wouldn't just roll in and say, hey, play this movie for me. But uh, they know how to do it. So maybe I can talk to one of those guys and find out how their system fucking works and see if it's something we can do. Hold on. Hold on a second. Uh, NetNed offers, offers some information for, uh, for burger launching. He okay. says, you need the fletching of cellophane on the toothpick so the burger flies straight. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think giving it a good spin like a Frisbee is the way to go. That's my feeling. I think you can get more kinetic energy into a burger if you spin it on its on release instead of just throw it like a, like a uh, I don't know, like, like throw it like a rock, you know.
You got to skip it. Yeah, you know, I'm you got to get trying. that burger with some motion that would let it skip off a lake. Yeah, you can't, you can't really just, like, shot put the burger. That's not really going to do much. Absolutely. Yeah, you don't shot put the burger. You spin the burger. Spin the burger. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> All right. What the fuck do we do on this podcast? Um, we've got the horse, the horse fall story. I don't know if I want to do that. It's a, It's about a sick horse. It's a sad story. It's a sad story. Um, we got another story about um, fake psychics. Ooh, that sounds good. This was a Daily Beast um, headline. It says, Eris used fake psychics to scam mom out of $140 million in art, say, say police. How's that for a headline? Fake psychics. So this is a former model of... Uh, who was taken into custody in Rio de Janeiro uh, in, on charges of stealing some hundred hundred forty million dollars in fine art? Now, of course, we all know fine art's overvalued. But did your compressor just turn on? No, that's on your end. Oh well, I guess my compressor just turned on. How embarrassing! I've been hearing things like this uh, pretty much all through the show. Uh, there was like traffic behind you earlier. Yeah, interesting. I wonder who the fuck that is. That must be my neighbor. Well, tell them to stop. We're trying to podcast here. Hey, fuck off! I'm trying to podcast! <laughs> He's not listening to me. Oh. Son of a bitch! <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to put a marker on. I don't know. Let me pause the fucking show. What the fuck is that? Yeah. Oh, this is this guy. I'm not pausing the show anymore. I'm going to tell you about my fucking neighbor. He has this busted up fucking car that doesn't run and he can't get it to run. But he just it, he starts it and then runs it for a while. And then he turns it off and then he starts it and runs it for a while and turns it off. And he's trying to fix it, but he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. And so he just turns it on and he's loud. Okay. And I, I have sympathy for like fixing broken machinery. Uh, I... I have bashed my head against the wall trying to fix shit myself, so I understand. I've been there. But do you have to park it, like, right up in front of everyone's house when you're fucking working on this? It's like, park it on the other side of the lot, goddammit. And if he doesn't know what he's doing, why is he trying to do anything in the first place? He should get a professional in that case. Yeah, I know. But anyway, um, this uh, story about the fake psychics has completely gone to hell, and uh, I don't know if I'm bringing anything up about it. Oh, uh, she was charged with embezzlement, extortion, and false imprisonment. The authorities said that she also kept her mother captive and tried to starve her. How about that? That's pretty fucking psycho. For they, what they say is the mom refused to buy an apartment for her. Uh, that was just exclusively for their pets. So they had like 16 cats and so many dogs. And she said, we should get an apartment uh, that's just for the pets. And, and mom said, no, that's retarded. And so she uh, she took it way too personally and then apparently tied up her mother <laughs> and uh, stole all her stuff over the course of 10 years, something like that. And the, uh, the psychic story is that she convinced a bunch of her friends to pose as psychics and accost her mother outside a bank and tell her that the uh, this daughter who had been abusing her mom in, in uh, like, literally domestic abuse kinds of ways uh, said, oh, well, she's she's possessed by demons and we sense it. And uh, you need to go uh, pay us a bunch of money uh, so that we will cast out the demons for you and purify the paintings which are haunted and all this shit, right? So that was the Meanwhile, story. Meanwhile, the whole time, the daughter and her friends were the demons. They were the demons. And then John was a zombie. All right. Well, that was a disjointed story that I could not get out because of my neighbor. Um, what do you say we wrap this shindig up? Yeah, probably a good time for that. Well, we've got... Uh, I wonder if anything came in through. I didn't hear any boosts. I, actually, I see some pooper of noses came in during the show. That is a new I boost. I did hear one boost come out of your side. Uh, well, you would not not have been able to hear that because it's been thoroughly muted for the last ah. for the last few months. Um, no, we got six hundred sats from Booper of Noses, who also showed up on. I want to say um, Ball after Ball. 
Interesting. I heard, oh. boop, I heard Booper of Noses earlier today when I was listening to a different podcast. And Booper of Noses says, boop. So thank you, Booper of Noses, for the boop. Thank you. Boop. I like I like the boop. I like the boop. The boop is good to me. And until next time, uh, you can always boost us during the show if you want to get up in the end there. But uh, I feel like we've we've arrived. Yep. It's been a hell of a journey. All right. Well, I've got to get into my into my tube with legs and uh, drive around town in my snake tube. Get away from the guy who's not driving around town. Yeah. But sounds like it. Until next time, I've been Abel Kirby. I've been Cold Acid. <sighs> I missed my cue. I hate it when I do that. But stay fruity, boys. Adios. Let's see later on in the...